Welcome to the Higher Love Podcast. This is your host, Chatel Peters. In this space, you can press play, feel safe, and get answers to all those questions you may have about the spiritual world. Or maybe even discover some hidden abilities within yourself. As a psychic medium and a self-love coach, I am dedicated to show you how to use the spiritual world to your advantage. I am so excited to help you discover more, create more, and manifest more of what you deserve in your life. Come in, stay a while, and continue to grow that beautiful soul you're in. Hello, babes. Welcome back to the Higher Love Podcast. I am so excited that you are tuning in today, especially because I have big news. I am hosting a meditation class on October 22nd at 11 a.m. It is only $10 a person, and it will be located at 3047 Main Street, Buffalo, New York, 14213. If you are wanting to get into this meditation class, I only have limited spots available and a few of them have already been taken. So if you are wanting to get a spot, make sure you message me on Instagram at spiritual self love with Chattel. It is again on October 22nd at 11 a.m. This meditation is going to be all about being mindful and replacing that stress with mindfulness and with gratitude. And it's going to be such a great time and I cannot wait to see you there. Hey babes, how are we doing today? I hope you are doing wonderful. Thank you so much for coming back to the Higher Love Podcast and tuning in on your self-love Sunday. I hope that this episode serves you well. So today we are going to be talking about how you are not crazy, you are just healing. And before I, you know, dive into today's topic, I do want to just give a little update on what is going on in my life. I have two major projects that kind of just fell in my lap and I'm really excited to talk about them. I'm really excited to share with you how they manifested in my life just so perfectly and how when you align yourself with what you are supposed to be doing in life, things quite literally fall in your lap (laughs) when you don't resist and you just go into the natural flow of life things literally work out perfect and it's amazing and I say perfect loosely I'm not meaning like they work out like exactly how you thought that they were going to work out because the two things that are the two big projects that I have in my life right now no idea they were coming (laughs) I had no idea They just literally were opportunities that randomly fell in my lap in the wildest ways. I just want to make sure that they both fall through completely before I like go off and share too much. But if they do come through, I am just going to be so beyond ecstatic. I mean, it's just going to be pretty wild and I'll be so excited to share. But I just don't want to share just yet. Okay, so anyway, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about how you are not crazy, you are just healing. And honestly, you know that I have been going through my healing journey since 2019, and it has been a wild ride. And yeah, you do feel crazy. You do. I would say it's about two and a half years I've been going through my healing journey. I wouldn't say like three years because I started midway through 2019. And like, I have said in the past, like, you know, I, I started it at 17. I did start it at 17, but I was like consciously starting since 2019 and has, it's been a whirlwind ever since. And 
there have been so many times where I genuinely thought that I was going insane because you're like going through everything, going through your healing journey. Sometimes you don't even know like what's reality and it's just it is like your brain just took a dump or something. You, I don't even know. It's like you're just exhausted and you're tired and everything is just blown up in your face. And let me tell you, it is not fun at all, um, but it is definitely special and it's for the best. It's for the best of your higher self. And it's a lot better than resisting. I would rather go through a couple of crappy years to get to multiple refreshing, amazing years than to consistently have shitty, shitty, shitty years, one thing after another. I see way too many older adults. Like, it's so funny because I'm 30 now. So technically, like, I'm an adult, right? <laughs> like, I don't really view myself like that. I'm still like, I'm not an adult. Yeah. Like, don't look at me. I'm not a freaking adult. I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. But I see way too many older adults that are living in a life they hate and they're ne they're never passionate about. Do not wait until you're 65 to do what you love. Now, can you wait till you're 65 to do what you love? Absolutely. But if you have a different decision, if you have a choice, I would 100% definitely, um, guide you to do that sooner like I am doing. So anyway, I am going to um, give you some signs that you are healing. We're going to talk about 10 signs today. And if this is something that is re resonating with you at all, you know, you can absolutely message me on Instagram at spiritual self love with Chattel or, um, you know, on Facebook at Chattel Peters, or you can go ahead and screenshot this episode on your Instagram and let me know what you think about it. I, it's just not talked about enough. It's like you, it's like mainstream teal now, I feel to like go on a healing journey. Uh, but there's nothing mainstream about genuinely healing. There's nothing mainstream about it. It is hardcore work and it takes a very special person. So if you decided to go on this journey, let me tell you, you are one special, amazing person and you are going through one of the toughest seasons of your life, but it is all for the better. So the first sign that you are healing and you are not crazy is that you have accepted that you've gone through something difficult. So really just accepting the fact that your freaking childhood was rough, okay? And this is important to me because going up, growing up, I genuinely thought that everybody went through the same experience that I did because how would I not know any better, right? Like I was like, yeah, you know, all of all dads are abusive and cheat on their wife, on their wives, you know, whatever. Like that's just a thing. Um, I remember going to a friend's house and literally telling her mom that because her dad traveled a lot, that dad was cheating on the mom. And <laughs> I don't know if that was true. I have nothing to back it up on besides my own experience, but that was my experience. And I literally genuinely, genuinely thought that's what everybody went through that. I thought that everybody went through abuse. I just thought that's how it was in homes. And when I learned that's not how every home was, I was flabbergasted to say the least. I was just like, what are you talking about? Not every single, you know, father figure is abusive and a narcissist. Oh, wow. Like not every single mom is nurturing. That was definitely shocking to me. My mom is very nurturing. She's very loving. So to hear that like other moms are not like that, that was shocking to me too. It goes both ways, right? So accepting that like 
my parents didn't do the best that they, um, maybe they didn't do the best, but they did the best that they could do at that time being. Um, and with the best that they knew how to do, that was something that, um, I'm still struggling, struggling. I'm still struggling to accept. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but I am going through that process of understanding that they did the best of their ability. Um, and honestly, that wasn't good enough for me and that's okay. Um, it wasn't good enough for me. They did the best that they could, but it still wasn't good enough for me. And you know, some, some ties had to be cut off here. I had to cut off some relationships in my life because of that. So know that you just because you went through something hard and someone else doesn't want to like see that and acknowledge it, or even if they do, if it's still not enough for you, you don't have to keep them in your life. Accepting the fact that you went through something difficult, that is something that you're going to have to do through your healing journey, but you don't have to keep them in your life. Um, The second sign is that you welcome support. So because you know that you're going through something hard, I do have people in my life that like to kind of like put on a bare face and pretend like they don't need help. But honestly, that's not doing anything for yourself at all. That's not doing anything for your mental health. You're just going to create this like big hill of chaos and it's going to be more difficult on you rather than just saying, Hey, like I need support. I need help. Um, and really welcoming in that you're in your life. It's going to make you feel so much more loved and it's going to make you feel like you, like you have people that care about you, which is extremely important when you're going through your, this journey. Trust me. Number three is you are learning to manage your own emotions. This is huge. And if you feel like you still don't know how to manage your own emotions, there are grown ass adults out there that are like well into their 60s that don't know how to manage their emotions. Okay, like this is going to be an ongoing battle. This isn't something that like you just learn overnight and then you get to do. You don't No, no, no. That's not even a thing. Learning to manage your own emotions is hard because you're going to have so many emotions that you didn't even know that you could accept experience. So maybe you think that you go through, you go 10 years with, you know, really consciously going through, um, uh, being aware of your own emotions, learning how to manage them. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, you feel an emotion that you never even knew that you had. So then you have to relearn it all over again. This is normal. Okay. This is so, so, so normal. Also, if you feel like you can manage your emotions in certain situations better than others, also completely normal, totally understandable. It's okay. Um, It's not something that like, you know, you're doing on purpose. It's not something that is um, going to be something that you should judge yourself about. Okay. This is something that it just happens. Maybe there's other people that trigger you more than others. Maybe there's other situations that trigger you more than others. Maybe there's some people out there that like genuinely hear you out more than others. So you're just wanting to make sure that like you are giving grace to yourself in this period of learning how to manage your own emotions. Um, And if anybody makes you feel like you are uh, not doing it correctly or whatever, they're like talking shit to you, literally just tell them to shut the fuck up and just bye. Like, no, we're not doing that. We're not going to sit here and do that. Mm -mm, Not today. No. Uh, Learning how to manage your own emotions is extremely difficult and it's a long ass journey and it's not going to be, you know, black and white either. So just really give yourself grace in that journey. Number four is you feel safe in your relationships. This is fucking huge. And this is a really, really, really big one. So I had to learn how to feel safe. I didn't even know what that meant to feel safe. 
Um, I was actually just talking to my husband last night, right, right before we were going to bed. I was telling him that I'm a homebody, and he's like, "Oh my god, I turned you into a homebody because I wasn't a homebody when I was with him when I, when we first started dating." I mean. And I said, no, actually didn't turn me into a homebody. I've always been a homebody. And the reason why I wasn't ever a homebody before is simply because I didn't like my home. I didn't like where I was where I was at. So I wanted to escape all the time. I was just, I was just escaping. But now that I feel comfortable and I feel safe, I never want to leave home. I literally love home. I'm a person that's like one good vacation a year and I'm I'm, I'm solid. Like I don't like to travel too much, but I do like to like expand and like go out and maybe go for like a weekend here and there. But generally, like if I could have everything at home, I would as far as like having a movie theater or any other type of like a gym, any other type of activity that we like really like, I would like to have a ton of land. So I never have to leave when I go, when I want to go for a walk, like I am, I'm a huge homebody person, but I was never able to be a homebody person before I was with my husband because I didn't feel safe in my environment. I never felt like I could actually be myself. I never felt like I could actually, um, like settle and, 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 I feel like people think that settling is a bad thing. No, settling is a good thing. I want nothing more than for myself to to settle up at home and like be on my couch with my husband cuddling and watching a movie. I just love it. I just, oh, it's like the best thing in the world. But so when you are learning to feel safe, this is going to actually be really hard for you. Um, you could sabotage yourself. You could sabotage your situation because you're so used to feeling unsafe that the feeling of feeling safe is scary to you. And that might seem like a little weird hearing it, but it's a very real thing. So this is something that you are experiencing. If this is something that you're going through, just know that it's very real and it's very um, uh, serious. And it's it's really something that a lot of people go through when they've had trauma in their life. They don't know how to feel safe. So in the mix of trying to feel safe, you literally feel like you are um, like self-sabotaging. Like, self-sabotaging yourself um, in that relationship. Or maybe you don't even know that you're self-sabotaging. Maybe you're just picking apart that relationship and you are just picking it and picking it and picking it apart because um, because you uh, are not consciously aware of how you're feeling. So yeah, that's a huge, huge, huge sign. And that's also really difficult. So just with all of these, I'm just going to say it now, have grace with yourself genuinely have grace because these are not like black and white things. This is a long, long journey and you have to just continue watering what you're, you have to continue watering your knowledge in order for it to continue to grow. Um, number five is you feel more in control of yourself. Wow. This is such a huge one for me. So I growing up never felt like I had any control. I've said it so many times that I felt like you know, other people were in charge of me and other people were in charge of my feelings and my happiness. And it was a lot. It was something that I can't even believe that I ever felt like because I don't feel like that anymore. So the fact that I felt like that for so long is just, it's crazy for me to think about that. But I definitely feel like I'm a lot more in control of myself. And the number one key thing that I can say that you you genuinely know when you feel like you're in control when you feel like you do not have to fight back let me repeat that you know you genuinely feel like you are in control of your life 
when you know you do not have to fight back. And for anybody who has gone through trauma, I know that you know what I mean by this. You don't have to fight for your opinion to be heard because you just don't care if that person doesn't want to hear you. You don't have to fight back with that person that just is arguing with you just to get a ruckus out of you. You don't feel like you have to fight back because you know that if they're not willing to hear you, then you don't care. Like they, they don't care. I mean, they don't care about you. And that is not someone that you want to have in your life. So feeling like you have control in your inner soul, one of the best feelings I probably have ever felt in my life. I felt chaos when I was growing up. I felt so out of control. And that's when like the drinking and the partying comes in because you just want to feel every, you just want to feel happy. And sometimes that's what happiness does. Like partying brings happiness to people. So you're, you're just wanting to feel happy. So you just, you know, you go out with your friends and you drink alcohol because that is exciting. I don't feel like I need to do that anymore. I literally don't even have a glass of wine really anymore because I don't need to because I'm so happy in my life. I feel so in control of my life of myself. I don't need to escape anymore. Best feeling ever. So number six is you don't feel ashamed of your trauma. And this is probably something that is going to take maybe a little bit longer than the other ones. I feel like this is this might take like a while to get over that shameness, that fear that um that fearful of judgment, the fear of um anybody shaming you. Um and this is this might be something that's a little bit harder for um for you to go through. And you know, the shame that comes with trauma is very sad. It's very upsetting because you should never feel shame as a victim. Um, however you do, because you can't even believe that it happened to you. Right. I don't see, I feel shameful around the things that happened to me when I was a child, but like growing up, I mean, but I do feel shame around other things. Um, so that's something that I'm continuously to work on too. And if you're looking at me and you're like, oh my gosh, Chatel, like, I can't believe that you are still working on things. This is a lifelong journey. And sometimes I definitely feel like people look at me like I have all my shit together and I have come a long way. Okay. Like I'm not saying that I haven't made any progress because, oh my God, I have literally come a long way. and I'm definitely not the same person that I was even, you know, three years ago. However, I still have things. I still have demons that I have to work through. And that's definitely one of them. I do feel shame around things, certain things, not everything. There are some things where I'm like, I don't fucking care. I had no control over that. And you are not going to sit here and try to fucking like put me down for that and make me feel bad and shameful. Absolutely not. But there are other things that, yeah, like I, I definitely, one in particular, I definitely feel um, shame around that. And I feel like a lot of people feel shame. A lot of victims feel shame around like sexual abuse. And it's really sad because when you have any type of sexual abuse at all, and there's a lot of different ways that you can be sexually abused, you shouldn't feel shamed because regardless of what happened, it was not right. It was not right. And it was not your fault. And it was not something that, um, you did to yourself to deserve this. So if you're listening to this and you have, and you have any guilt or shame around your trauma, it's okay, but you have to work through it. It's okay. Just really try to work through. I'm not going to say like this like like cliche thing of like, oh, you know, it'll make you stronger because I know that um, 
it's not going to make you stronger unless you allow it to. Okay, let's just be real right now. It's not going to make you stronger unless you really allow it to. So if you are feeling ashamed and if you are feeling like you are hurt and it's just something that like really is eating you up inside, it's okay. Just do something about it. Go get therapy or something. Okay, like do something about it. Number seven is you can set, enforce, and communicate your boundaries. Oh my God, that's been like the theme of my life. And like I am, I have, I like, I went on a rampage setting boundaries. When I realized I didn't have any boundaries, I was like, you get a boundary and you get a boundary and you get a boundary. And people were pissed. I always say this when I have friends or like, uh, or my mom or anybody in my life that are like um, starting to create boundaries in their life after not having any, I'm like, people are going to be fucking pissed. I always say this. I'm like, people are going to be pissed off at you and they're not going to be happy. And the people that do not respect your boundaries and the people who are pissed off that you're creating boundaries are the ones who benefited from you not having boundaries. Okay. The people who are pissed off at you creating boundaries are the ones who benefited from you having boundaries. That is the truest statement ever. That's so true. And I'm just like so passionate about sharing that because you feel fucking guilty when someone's pissed off at you for creating a boundary. And it's like, absolutely not. You do not have the right to be mad at me because I'm creating a boundary that you don't like. Uh, no, we're not going to go there, honey. This isn't something that you decide. I decide to do it. So if you are not having any boundaries in your life, just make sure that you are putting your yourself first and you're recognizing the fact that like you deserve to have boundaries and that is something in your life that like you really should have. And if anybody's ever making you feel guilty, no, no, mm-mm. we don't do that here, honey. We don't put up with that bullshit cut them off, tell them that they're freaking wrong for making you feel that way and stick with it. Stick with the boundary setting. Number eight is you can recognize and cope with your triggers. So again, this is difficult. Yeah. Recognizing your own triggers is not fun and it's not, it's not easy. Um, I actually was just talking to someone yesterday where she was like, this girl is calling me up and she triggers me. And I was so fucking proud of her. I was like, absolutely, you go. <laughs> but it's hard. You have to be really self-aware, right? You have to be, you have to be able to like step out of, step out of yourself and visualize everything from like a bird's eye point of view to be like, oh my gosh, that's happening. And that is not easy. So if you are someone who can recognize and cope with your triggers, you should give yourself a pat on the back. Because that is so dif- that's so difficult, and you should be able to celebrate things like this. Um, really, like any of these steps. If you feel like you've mastered any of these steps, fucking celebrate that. Give yourself a pat on the back and realize, recognize that that is not easy. That's hard and it's difficult. And you want to just make sure that you're having grace with yourself, and you can recognize, like, damn, I really have done a lot of work. You know, I really have put a lot of work in this, and I and And I'm going to sit here and be proud that I can, you know, I know what my triggers are. I've worked really hard to understand that, wow, like this is a very triggering moment for me. I'm going to react differently. Or maybe you're not even going to react. Maybe you used to react and maybe you're going to respond. You know, it's, it's all a full circle. It's all full circle. It's, it's, it's amazing journey. Once you realize what you need when you start healing. 
Number nine is when something goes wrong, you don't automatically blame yourself. Okay. Where are my blamers here? You just sit there and you don't on yourself and you say that you're a terrible friend, you're a terrible person, whatever it may be. Honey, absolutely not. We're not here to blame ourselves. Um, you do not need to think that you're a bad friend. You do not need to think that you're a bad person. You don't need to think that you're a bad mom, you, that you're a bad wife. No, you are a bad girlfriend, whatever it may be. You are a growing human being. And if people don't have grace for you, that's their fault. But you need to understand that you don't need to blame yourself for everything just because people are out here trying to make you feel bad. People are out here trying to criticize you for your healing journey. Uh -uh. This happened a lot to me when I first started creating boundaries. And I look back at it now and I'm like, what the fuck were they even doing? That is not okay. That was not okay for you to treat me like I am doing something wrong because you don't like the boundaries that I am setting. So I learned that when I have a conflict with someone or when something is happening or when I need to like step away from someone, it's not just me. It's not just my fault. It's not something that I'm doing because I'm a bad person. I am putting my needs first, which is incredibly important. Number 10 is you feel comfortable expressing expressing your needs, feelings, and opinions. And this is really important because when you are someone who um, is kind of small and you feel like you haven't like healed from your trauma, you don't think that your opinion is important. And I was like that. I didn't feel like my opinions were, were important. So I overly extended my opinion. I overly made sure that you heard me. I overly made sure that I was loud and I was in your face because I wasn't heard. And for the longest time I grew up thinking that like I'm a loud, obnoxious, like in your face type of person. No, that was the unhealed version of me. That was a version of me that really like genuinely thought that I didn't have an opinion. And honestly, talking about it like makes me emotional because I just feel so sorry for that for that girl who felt like she didn't have an opinion but who I am today knows that my opinion matters so I sometimes I share it if I know that it's going to be heard and sometimes I don't bother to share it because I don't need to I don't I haven't I have the right to not share it when I don't want to so if you are finally feeling comfortable expressing yourself when you want to girl fucking proud of you I'm fucking proud of you I'm excited for you and I'm happy that you're going through this journey. And genuinely, if you are someone who is starting this journey, it's going to be hard, but it's so necessary and I'm so fucking proud of you for even considering starting this because a lot of people wouldn't even consider starting it. So for today's soul aligned work, I have not done this in a while. Um, I know I have not done this in quite some time, so I wanted to do it today. But for today's soul aligned work, I want you to do some journaling, which, you know, I'm like definitely someone who is um, an advocate for journaling. I literally have three books from the time I started them at 12 and I have three books books finished of my life that I wrote front and back pages and they are not, um, they are not small um, books. I just think that journaling for anybody, you don't need to do it all the time. You can do it on your phone if you want to. It doesn't have to be something that you need, that you do every day. I do go periods where I'm not, um, where I'm not, um, journaling and that's okay. You don't need to like consistently do it. It's just something that you really want to start because this is like a very basic thing that is around for you. This is very, um, like, 
understanding that is like very basic. It's like the very beginning of your healing journey. So I do have five prompts for you to go through um, that align with your healing journey. Um, and like I said, you can do this on your phone. For the longest time, I like thought like I put all this pressure on myself that I needed to do it, like I needed to write it down, but you don't. You genuinely don't need to write it down. Like, would you prefer to write it down? Sure, because I do think that there's magic in putting um, pen to paper, but sometimes I just feel like putting it in my phone is kind of better. So anyway, so the five journaling prompts that I have, it's it's like for self-love. It's, it's I feel like we are constantly focusing on like and journaling what we've done or like shadow work. But today we are going to focus on what we love about ourselves. So what are five? So number one is what are five things I love about myself? And really like talk about what you genuinely like. When someone asks me this, I say that I'm an empathic. I really enjoy being an empath. I genuinely love that about me because I feel like I can communicate for other people that can't communicate for them. Number two is what are three simple ways I can love myself every day? That's huge because if you are not concentrating on loving yourself every day, you're really missing out on that genuine self-love that you deserve to have. So what can you do for yourself every day, especially if you're a mom, honestly? Number three is what makes me unique? Okay. What makes me unique is I'm a psychic medium and I can speak to the dead and I absolutely love it. (laughs) But what makes you unique? Number four is what aspect of myself do I need to show more love? So I want to show more love to um, compassion. Honestly, I want to have more compassion with myself and I'm going to show more love to the compassionate side to me. I want to have more grace with myself. So what can you bring to yourself? Maybe, maybe you're just wanting to have more love for your body. Maybe you're looking at your body and you're like, that's something that I've genuinely been working on and I can finally say that I am there I am there I look in the mirror and I'm like girl you may not be the skinniest that you've ever been but you are fucking hot you are gorgeous maybe you put affirmations on your mirror that remind you every single day of how you want to feel and number five is what does self-love look to me that's so important and then underneath it you can write um you you can um put like a like a dash. So it'll be like an extension to number five, but like write a thank you letter to your body. Okay. Ask yourself, how has my body always been there for me? What does my body allow me to do? How can I love my body more? These are so important to remember. These are super deep. And I feel like we take a, like for granted everything that our body does. You are looking, when you're looking in the mirror, you are looking at the same body that you're going to have for the rest of your life and that you've had for all of eternity. And it's important for you to remember that this is the only body that you have and it's not going anywhere. So I hope that you liked those journaling prompts. And if you do them, you can message me. You can um, put a screenshot of the journaling prompts on your Instagram, whatever you feel called to do. But now we are going to do affirmation cards. I'm going to pick an affirmation card. Let's see which one I feel called to today. I really do genuinely love these affirmation cards. I'm going to close my eyes actually and just pick one. Okay, let's see. My challenges help me grow. Stop. Okay, I swear to God, I closed my eyes and I just randomly picked it. I swear these cards are like they read my soul. Like this is literally so perfect for this episode. So in the back, it says always don't be scared of them. 
even if you don't see it at the time, their sole purpose is to make you stronger. What an amazing way to end this episode. I love you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, as always, go ahead and subscribe on the Purple Podcasting app. Go ahead and leave a review on the, on this podcast um, for your favorite episode or for your uh, on your favorite podcasting app, and share on Instagram so I can get more people to reach my message. Love you. Bye. Thank you for pressing play, evolving your soul, and discovering more about who you truly are. If you liked this episode, leave a five-star review as it helps me continue sharing with you. If you are interested in a psychic medium reading with me, go to my website at jatelpeters.com. Follow me on Instagram at Spiritual Self Love with Chatel or on Facebook at Chatel Peters. I'll catch you in the next episode.